0: Hello, hello, Kristen here. Just wanted to let you know that this episode was recorded before the podcast name change. If you hear
1: any old terminology, that's why. Thank you for listening. Hello, hello. It's the Notable Woman podcast and I have a surprise for you today. So for the first time ever, I am releasing one of the talks that I gave. So this is a talk that I did in the Society of Notable Women for the Super U Summit. This was a part of the third Super U Summit. Now, the fourth summit is coming up. It starts on May 6th, and I thought I would give you a little bit of a taste of what it's like. So this talk that I gave is called Disrupt Your Thoughts and Disrupt Your Life. And so it's all about how the things that we think control our actions. And by examining those thoughts, we can make the change in our lives that we're looking to make. So go ahead and listen to this talk, and I hope that you'll enjoy it and want to come to the summit. You can sign up for that at thenotablewoman.com slash super you. And I'll catch you at the end with more details. I hope you enjoy. I'm so
0: excited to be here. Hi. kristen downs it's great to be here with you a joy it's an absolute joy and a pleasure so who am i kristen downs i am the founder of the notable woman and this is my summit i'm so happy to have you here so happy to welcome you i just realized i did not um I was going to close the window. Hopefully, so it doesn't get that outside. And if it does, I'll come back to go and close it, and it'll just be what it is. But so, I am the host of the Notable Woman and its founder. I run a podcast called the Notable Woman Podcast, also a live show called the Notable Woman Live. I also host a new show called Notable News. I am a news junkie. I love the news. I love pizza. I love ice cream. I love wine. I love to read. I live in New York City. I am a former theater professional, and I live here in New York City with my a- husband, who is an actor, and my tiny human, who is the bean. And then uh, I also have uh, a pet menagerie, and uh, any any one of them might join this. Such it's always possible. So I just want to warn you: if you see a cat or you hear a dog, it's just part of my life. And uh, you know we live in New York City, so there's not a lot of room here. So we just all make it work. So I'm clicking to view comments,
1: and I'm notable. Thank you. It's so nice of you to say.
0: Let's see if I can see the comments on my
1: phone. I'm gonna.
0: That. Okay. Oh, Shannon, you're so lovely. All right. So good to see you Shannon. So great to see you Megan. Great to see you Nicole. Thank you so much for being here. So, we're going to start with a warning. Okay? I think it's good to start with a warning. What is that warning? Okay. At a very, very young age, my parents decided that I was the instigator. That that is my nickname. Can you can you believe that that is the nickname that I was given? But so it so it was. Hi, Julie. It's so good to see you. So I'm an instigator, all right? I stir up trouble. So if you are here on this live and you do not want trouble stirred up in your life, I suggest you uh, go away, you shut the window, you do something else, uh, because. Trouble is going to come from this. So if you are happy with everything, exactly where it's going, you don't want any trouble, any stirring up in your life, then
1: you should definitely uh, do something else.
0: But if you want something exciting to happen, if you're looking for a touch of trouble, if you would like a little bit of instigation in your life, then stay, and I'd be very happy to have you but it is at your own risk, okay? Now, what are we talking about today? Today we're talking about how to disrupt your thoughts so that you can actually shift what's going on in your life. Now, I wanna preface all this with a disclaimer that if you have any any trauma in your life, um, if there's any history of abuse of any kind, then you absolutely should be looking to do something, um, more like therapy or working with a trained professional, a doctor, uh, because you're worth it. You're absolutely worth it. And I highly recommend it. There's a lot of wonderful people. Therapy online now is really big deal. So if you don't even want to go somewhere, uh, you don't have to. So I just want to recommend that to start, but now moving on to your thoughts. And I'm seeing that we got people who are like, First of all, my sister is confirming that I was called in instigator. She also says that my nephew loves me and I love him too. I love you, Ryan. Thank you for being here. And And Shannon is saying, bring it. So we're going to bring it. All right. So our thoughts, okay. Our thoughts have actual physical presence and they present actual energy. And in addition to that, they also decide what we're going to do. What we think is what we actually do. So we're, we're afraid we don't do anything. And if, uh, we're angry, then we get angry and we show that anger. And, um, if we think that we're not really great, then we're not going to go for a position at work that we might be qualified for. And if, we think that uh, we're not going to get anyway this position, we might self-sabotage. We might not do, ah, sorry, hold on one second. That's my air conditioner. Okay. So if we, if we think we know it's going to happen, our actions determine that that is what actually happens. So, we don't go for jobs that maybe we are qualified for or we don't commit the actions that we need to commit so that we can get the thing that we want because we already have decided in, in our thoughts that we're not going to get it so it literally determines the actions and the reactions that we take and that we have and so this thank you shannon's giving us the brain <laughs> the brain names, which i will not say to so not embarrass myself um, you know, this is a stat I always find astonishing that women will only apply for a job if they're 100% qualified for it. Whereas men will apply for a job when they're only 60% qualified for it. And, uh, if you haven't heard recently, um, there was a big debacle because Amazon accidentally created artificial intelligence that was misogynist that was looking for male candidates more than female candidates and you wonder why, right? Do you wonder why? I think we know why because AI is created by humans uh, and they tend to think rate men higher. Um, that's true in like job resumes and all sorts of different situations. And a lot of this comes back to how you think about it. Hi Alexa. Hi Deborah. Good to see you guys too. So this is a big basis of, of a lot of the work that I do, which is we get down to the core of what are your thoughts? They are what create our mindset. They are what determine our actions and they are what determine our lives. So we have to think at the very, very core of our thoughts. We have to think, what do I actually think? And this is probably sounds a little silly. Okay. So I have these thoughts and, The first step is to identify what are they, but that is the first step. That is the absolute first thing you have to think about because your thoughts are just programmed into you. You, um, grew up in the Northeast. So such and such was true. You grew up in the South. So such and such was true. You grew up Catholic. So this was true. You grew up with, uh, two mothers. You grew up without a father. You grew up in a divorce household. You grew up in an army household. Uh, you grew up moving all over the place because of your father's job. You grew up all over the place because of your mother's job, whatever it is, all of these situations have been programmed into you how you think about the world. So if your father worked and your mother didn't, you might think that women don't work or that women's work isn't important. Or maybe you don't. Um, Maybe your mother worked and your father was a deadbeat. So you think all men are deadbeats. Who knows? The possibilities are literally endless. But the, the thing is that your thoughts, the things that you think about the world, they have already been decided unless you decide to take action, and to think about what you actually think. So that is my absolute first step. You have to get to the core of what it is that you actually, truly believe. And then you have to think about, why do I think this thing? Then you have to think, does that thing, whatever it is, does it actually match my values? What I Personally, actually, and truly believe. So that's the three parts of your thoughts. You have to think about what do you think, why do you think it, and does it actually align with your beliefs. So
1: for me, for example,
0: I have noticed that um, I tend to, hi, Suzanne. For some reason, I have found that I always end up working at a place where whatever role. I feel in whatever this entity is, um, that we are the redheaded stepchildren of the organization. And so I realized over time that that was something that I was bringing with me. That that was something that I actually thought about myself. Hi, Michael. So good to see you. I thought that I thought that I was lesser, essentially. And so it really took time for me to identify. Um, so now we'll talk a little bit about how. How can you really think about this? How can you figure out what it is that you actually believe? And why do you think it? And then if it aligns with yourself. So let's look at this belief. So I I was reading this great book uh, that uh, Jody recommended. Hi, Catherine. Good to see you as well um so jody valley smith recommended i read um the dark side of the light chasers it's all about embracing your shadow side and so one of the things that they talk about in the book is to identify things that continually happen in your life and look at them look at them and see if there's something there uh there's lots of other different tips in the book but that is one in particular hi true good to see you as well so i looked at this uh this particular thing that I was always working at places where I felt like I was the red headed stepchild. And so that was consistent. That was consistent around a lot of different places that I had worked in a lot of different positions. And so then, uh, so that was sort of my, like, um, that was the reality. So then I had to think about what, what is that, what is that core belief around, around that? And the the core thought that was really living there, was that I'm not important. Um, I'm not important. And so I really had to analyze that. And is that really true? Is there, is that aligned with my values? Uh, and I would say that the answer is that we are all important and we are all unimportant. So we are all important in that we all matter, but we are all unimportant in that we are a part of larger fabric of of society. And so then I had to do some work around that idea. And so there are lots of other different ways that we can uh, talk about this. Um, one of the things that I noticed while I was reading this book that Jody recommended uh, was that occupations that I tend to be attracted to tend to be female dominated occupations. So that was something that I noticed that first I wanted to be a teacher. That's very female dominated. Then I went to be a stage manager in theater. That's very female dominated. Now I work in higher ed. I don't know if you know, that's very female dominated as well. And so I noticed that it seemed that I was continuing going to these female domi- dominated, uh, occupations. Um, thank you, Suzanne. Good to see you. Thanks for being here. Um, and then I had to really analyze like, what, is there something about me that's attracted to female, dominated occupations uh, is that because I want to be around more women or is it because I'm pushing away from male dominated occupations? Uh, but so I really found this book this book The uh, Dark Side of the Light Chasers was a really great book for me to start thinking about some of these thoughts. So now we've talked about you have to think about what it is that you actually think. And this is, you know, like you're, you're, there's a trail, there's a trail that you're following to get to the actual thought that you can come at from a variety of different ways. Uh, for me, it's often books. Sometimes it's podcasts, sometimes it's conversations with other people, but you following threads, following threads of thought will often lead you to some sort of realization around what it is that you actually think. The other thing that I try to do is analyze blips, uh the way i describe this is sort of um you know like things something's happening and and then da, 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 and then i go wait a minute what was this what was this and so that can be an extreme reaction to something where suddenly you you're responding to something strongly um maybe you're getting triggered triggered um by something someone said and so Uh, You could be getting triggered. You could be angry. um, You could be sad and surprised about why you're sad. Um, You know, and so I tend to analyze anything that comes up like that. That's a blip. So if I'm talking to someone and I have a moment of uncomfortableness, I analyze the blip. Was it indigestion? (laughs) Sometimes it is. But, uh, or is it, I'm, um, I'm responding to something that this person did? I don't trust them. I don't like them. Um, I don't believe something they said. Um, sometimes that can happen, or sometimes I I follow a path along and I discover. Um, if I get triggered, I uh, I uh, discover that there's something there. So, for example, I put up a post um, that was news related. Um, I'm going to say two or three weeks ago now, I'm very into the news. I read the news all the time. I post about the news daily on my, um, on my fa- personal Facebook profile. And if someone told me that they didn't think I knew what was going on in the news, I would be deeply affronted, I would be like, uh, oh am God. Um, and so I posted this item about the news and I did receive a couple of people talking back to me, um, that they didn't, they, they, they were, questioning what I said in a way that I thought, um, that, that triggered me. And so then I had to analyze why is this thing triggering me? And it's because I felt like they were talking to me. Like I didn't know what was going on. Like I was stupid. Now in reality, they didn't agree with me, which is fine, but I didn't take it that way. The way I took it was that they were thinking that I was stupid. And that really triggers me. I really get triggered by people thinking that I'm stupid or me perceiving that they think that I'm stupid. And why is that? Well, I think that's because when I was growing up and I was a little kid, we moved from an inner city school in Philadelphia to a suburban school. It was really hard for me to transition into the new learning environment. I was very behind. I had to take special classes. I had to leave the room for, you know, reading groups and stuff like that. Um, it's very hard and I really didn't like it. And I've always, I've always been bothered by it. And so now if I think that you treat me like I'm stupid, I get triggered, triggered, Kristen. Um, But that all comes back down to this core, core thought. And so then, you know, how does that thought really align with my values? Well, my, my values are that I am a very intelligent person and that I matter and I am important. And so, when i have experienced these triggers i have to realize that they're not they're not the truth they might be my truth my truth might be that this thing is triggering me but the actual truth the truth is that i am smart and i do have value and that this person is not actually calling me stupid hi aaron nice to see you as well so those are a couple of key examples but you can see how if you can understand what the thought is, why you have the thought and then analyze it against your actual values you're gonna have a much better you know um, little pod for yourself in uh, in how you experience your life you're going to be more aligned and understanding about what your own prejudices might be. You're going to understand what your own mindset is and when things are feeling good and when things are feeling off and you're going to understand how other people perceive you. If you don't have a good understanding of what you actually think and you're just responding and reacting and acting, then you are operating with whatever has been programmed into you whether it's the society that you grew up in or it's the people that you were around or it was the schooling or it's the religion and sometimes it can be very like silly things like i have this deep issue around switching schools and being behind i've always have and as a a thing that happens. Families move. It is what it is, but it's always been a thing for me, and I think it's true for all of us that we have these things. Um, maybe it's learning how to ride a bike. Maybe it took you a long time. Um, maybe it was swimming uh, that you never really got it. Who knows? But figuring out why you think what you think and what that actual thought is, and whether or not you really believe it or it's just something that has been programmed into you is going to change your life. Now, we talked through those first three steps. What is it you think? Why do you think it? And it doesn't actually align with your beliefs. Now you can disrupt it. If you don't know, you can't do anything about it. It's just happening. So knowing the problem is your first step or knowing that, you know, maybe you don't have a problem. I don't want to say that you do, but if you need to disrupt things, if you need to instigate, if you need a little bit of trouble, you have to get to that core core belief system. So once you've identified what you think, and why you think it, the next step is really to look at what you believe and what are your values. Now, there are tons of ways for you to think about this. And, um, what I always say is that your own life is like this is all up in your faith and you can't see around it. You have to sort of pull it away so that you can analyze it and see what's actually happening. So what I recommend is a little bit of everything. I love to talk to other people. I love Um, I love talking about books. I love talking about plays. I love talking about movies. I love talking about current events because it's interesting for one to see what triggers you. When someone talks about such and such happened, how do you feel about it? Are you upset? Are you angry? Not sure. Do you agree? Do you disagree? And then why? So just by living life and experiencing all these things, you're going to get to see what it is you think about it. And then, you can do um the same by analyzing other people. So if somebody gets angry about something. Hmm. I did not get angry about that. Why did they get angry about it? What does that mean? Um what can I learn from this? Uh I do this all the time because obviously I think if you know me, you know I'm opinionated about everything. I got an opinion. I got an opinion for days. And when I don't have an opinion, that is like a what? Kristen didn't have opinion. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, time to notify the world. So if I don't have an opinion, I, sp- I spend time looking at it and saying, why don't I feel something about this? Why is this not concerning to me? But maybe if you're a really easygoing person, you don't have a lot of opinions, and then you do feel really strongly about something. That's the time to analyze. Why do I feel so strongly about this? What's what's uh what's uh, tipping off over here? It's it's worth looking at. And um same thing I find if you if you have an instant dislike for someone, you know, like someone you don't know, um, why? Why do you care? What does it matter to you? Why does it upset you? What is it about them? Looking at that is gonna help you figure out what is it you actually think. Um, you know, I've certainly uh one of the things I say so say I personally experienced was that I um Voices, certain voices I like or I don't like, and um, that's really societal. So the fact that that people like listening to men's voices more than women's voices is really misogynistic. Like, but it's it's kind of how we all grew up, so it's hard to not be that way. But if you can, if if you hear someone's voice and you don't like it, you have to say. Is it because it's a man? Is it because it's a woman? Is it because it's loud? Is it because it's squeaky or whatever? But you can really analyze that. So experiencing the world, talking about it, noticing what you're doing. These are all ways that you can identify. Uh, There's also like personality tests. I love taking personality tests. I feel like it's a great way for the world that you believe to be reflected back at you. I really like the strings finder test. I really found that was invaluable for me. I also like Myers-Briggs with which Alicia, Alicia Fitzpatrick is going to be talking about. And I'm excited about that. Um, there's tons and tons and tons of personality tests that you can take that will help you see yourself. For me, when I took the Strengths Finder test, there were two strengths that I had that, um, didn't surprise me, but they kind of did, I guess. One was connectedness and the other was includer. That's why I run the summit the way that I run it. And this is why I run the group the way. That I run this group. So I personally, I do not belong to any religions. I do not belong to any political parties. I don't really belong to any groups. And that's because uh, I don't like to be a part of entities that exclude people. And I didn't really understand that about myself until I took StrengthsFinder and saw that uh, being an includer was such a big part of my life. And that's why includers reject organized groups because they are often exclusive and I'm not exclusive, I'm inclusive. And then also one of my core values is connectedness and that I literally believe that we are all connected and everything matters that we do to each other. And so taking StrengthsFinder showed me that those are my values. And so a lot of times when I have thoughts, I can compare them back to, to those values. If I'm going to do X, does that show that I'm an includer? Does it show that I believe that everyone should be included? If not, then I shouldn't be doing that because it doesn't match my values. So another thing you can do if you're trying to figure out what your values are is ask your friends. Ask your friends, what do you think my core values are? What do you think that I believe? And they'll tell you. They'll tell you if they think... Your values are red wine. Like, okay, it's uh, good, I like red wine, but like, I shouldn't really stand for something more than red wine, right? Uh, other things that you can look at to see this is uh, look at how you spend your money and look at how you spend your time. So open up your planner, open up your Google Calendar, and take a look, how do you spend your time? So if you really believe in community Do you spend time in your community? Uh, Do you go with your church to help people in your community? Do you go to a local senior center? Do you volunteer at a food bank? If community is important to you, then those are things that you should be doing. Um, Is giving back monetarily important to you? If yes, how do you do that? What does your bank account look like? What are the organizations that you donate to? Now, if education is important to you, How do you live that value? So these are ways that you can look and really see. And sometimes you might see that they're out of alignment, that you think you believe this, but maybe you are not really living it. So those are my thoughts on that. So we talked about, you have to think about what you think, why you think it, and then does it align with your actual beliefs? Pardon me. Good to see you, Holly and Katie. Thanks for joining us. So you have to look at your actual beliefs. And then we talked about how you could do that. And now the last step in disrupting these thoughts is if you've identified something that you've discovered, I think this, but it is actually out of alignment with my beliefs. That means I need to change it. I need to disrupt it. So how could you do that? Well, there are a couple different ways and it will depend on you, what works best for you. Uh, different things that I recommend. I recommend journaling. I think journaling is a great way to really look at your thoughts and to think about things in a different way. I feel like affirmations are really great ways to change how you feel about something. Take a thought that is troubling you or poking you in the eye and flip it and then say it, post it around your house, um, put it in your planner, Uh, make it the background on your phone or on your computer. Um, another is visualizations. The way that I work visualizations is it's all about how do I want to feel? And so I've identified how do I want to feel in my day? And my visualization is I, you know, I, I say, you know, I want to feel energized when I wake up in the morning because I'm so excited about the day in front of me. I really hate getting up. So that's why that's one of my visualizations. Uh, meditation, which Nicole talked about, natural breath and meditation yesterday. I think that, that is uh, absolutely a great way for you to disrupt how you think about things. Um, grounding activities I find really useful. I tend to be like very like, flighty as a person and in my head. So I rec- I, I personally do, you know, Pilates, yoga, uh, cycling, my little fold-out bike. And that, that all really works for me. Uh, and I also feel like boundaries can be really useful in helping you to disrupt your thoughts. So if you are doing certain things in your life that you really don't want to be doing by setting those boundaries that, so you're no longer doing them, I find that that can really help change your thoughts. And so these are all different ways that you can take something that's old and replace it. These are also great ways to support, good thoughts that you already have. So if you have good thoughts in place about yourself as a leader, yourself as a woman, yourself as a mother by journaling, doing affirmations, visualizations, you can support that so that it goes stronger and stronger and stronger in your life. And so I recommend that as well. So that is it for me. I am so excited that you're all here. Superview Summit is one of my most favorite things in the world world. It's just so great. So great to have all of these women here together, all getting powered up in all of these different important ways based on what it is that you personally need. So I love that the speakers come in and share their expertise. And I love that we're all here listening. You know, I'm listening and learning too. I just think it's so great. It's kind of leadership and community model that matches my values. Now my free gift for you is a 30 minute instigation session with me where we'll talk about some thought that you are identifying that we can work on disrupting so we'll talk a little bit about what the thought is why do you have it does it match your belief system and then how can we disrupt it through a journaling activity a meditation or something like that so that's it i appreciate you so much Thank you for being here, and uh, you know if you're catching the replay, just comment away. Of course, I will get all of those, and uh, I'll catch you in the group.
1: Bye! And there you have it. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed my talk, and if you did, there's tons more. The Superview Summit is 100% focused on women empowerment. There are over 30 speakers for 10 days starting on Monday, May 6th, and you can sign up when you go to thenotablewoman.com slash super you. I hope you'll join us, and we'll be back with another episode next week. Bye for now.